welcome to New Teacher Talk. My name is Erin Hackstetter and I'm an eighth grade science teacher. And my name is Kylan Strissel and I'm a seventh grade math teacher. And today we're going to be talking about curriculum and instruction. Curriculum and instruction is... Basically teaching. Yeah, it's the meat and potatoes of being a teacher. And we're going to give you five tips on how to think about your curriculum instruction going into your first year of teaching. Tip one is understand the curriculum. And this is reviewing your standards, your objectives, and your scope and sequence, and really just understanding through each lesson arc what it is you want students to know. And it can be going through your curriculum that your district provides. It can be going through the websites that have all like the true standards based on whatever content you're in. But you want to be thinking about just reading through it, just trying to wrap your head around it, because it is a lot of information when you're first getting into teaching. You don't know exactly where it's going to go until you've done it for one year. I want to also add to when you're a new teacher, you should not be looking at the entire year. Yeah. Take a look at your first unit Mm -hmm. and your first two or three chapters so you can see what journey you're going to be taking the students on and where you want to go. Which leads to understanding the assessment. So when you're trying to get to just understanding the curriculum, read the assessment so you know what your students are going to be seeing at the end of each of the lessons or units. Tip number two is to plan with purpose. When you're lesson planning, you need to be really thoughtful, and that comes from understanding the curriculum. So once you kind of understand your curriculum, you need to be planning with those arcs and those assessments in mind. So knowing exactly what those clear objectives are, what are students going to get out of each lesson, those outcomes, and then how do they tie into the assessment. Each of those objectives you should be seeing in your assessment. If you're teaching them how to solve an equation, there should be a section on how to solve a one-step equation in your assessment. I also want to add that it's really helpful to get the students involved with this process. So when you have those objectives and learning outcomes, share those with the students, depending on the grade level. So Mm -hmm. if we're talking like middle school to high school, students need to know what it is. So when they are preparing for assessments, they've already seen those outcomes and objectives and they are prepared to apply them in their assessments. So when you're planning your lessons and you're planning your instruction, the buy-in from students is much more, I would agree, like once they know what they're supposed to be getting out of that lesson. One more thing is when you're planning, we both have kind of routines that we do with every single lesson day to day. I start out every class with talking about those outcomes, telling the students by the end of the class, you will be able to do this. If you do not, then you need to pay attention or like readdress that the next day with either me or your classmates. And then I do an engagement activity. We have a discussion and then I have an inquiry based class and the students will collaborate together to solve a problem or ask questions and come to a consensus on what they're learning. So it helps when students kind of know like what their lessons are going to be like based on your days before. So if you always have a warm-up, you always have discussion things, it just helps them understand, okay, I'm learning something new, but I do understand the basic structure of my teacher's class because they have routines in place. And that's where you plan those routines and you plan what you're going to do. Tip three is a hot topic for new teachers. This is going to be differentiation in your instruction. And we are going to expand upon this in our next episode, but really quick, the top things that you need to consider for this is how are you going to meet the needs of your diverse students, whether it is students with IEPs, 504s, if they are English learners, or they just have very unique or particular interests. 
using formative assessments is really going to help start your journey through differentiation to track what students know and what gaps in learning that they might have. And then you can design your curriculum based on that formative assessment data. And that will then lead into your planning. So you know your students, you know what they need, you know what they know, and then you can plan accordingly. This is a difficult thing to do in your first year teaching because you're just understanding like the moves of being a teacher. So I would not put too much pressure on this in your first year. Tip four would be to engage students actively. We know based on brain research and numerous studies that the kids are actively learning, they're engaged in the lesson, they're going to get more out of it. So that means that you're just making sure that in the learning process, the students are with you, whether that's something where they're discussing, they're creating something, they're problem solving. There are going to be moments where you do need direct instruction, you do need lecture, but it's really important to be mindful about how long you're Mm -hmm. spending on those lecture times because not all students are going to be able to just sit there for as long and you're going to lose them. So you're being really intentional about, okay, this is the information they need to know to get through the lesson. And then we're going to do something a little bit more engaging, a little bit more active. Even things that are more difficult to teach, for example, in science, there's a lot of vocabulary and Mm -hmm. there aren't a lot of non-traditional ways to implement that vocabulary. So maybe you're going to do a slideshow. Mm -hmm. Instead of that slideshow, there are different Chrome add-ons or programs like a Pear Deck, or you can even gamify things using Quizlet Mm -hmm. or Look It. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different resources there that you can turn things that are a little bit more boring into an engaging Mm -hmm. lesson for your students. Uh, I would say too, like in math and science, well, in other subjects too, like manipulatives, whether it's like a digital manipulative where they're using tools to demonstrate something or it's a hands-on, that just helps them like get more engaged in the learning that they're actually doing. And technology is a great way to help them become engaged. These kids have grown up with technology. So using what they know and then expanding upon it is a good way to keep them engaged in what they're doing. Yeah. That also gives them some autonomy in their learning if they're using different modes of learning. And then that also can really follow foster a positive learning environment where the kids aren't resting their heads on their hand, Mm -hmm. drifting off, Mm -hmm. or... Or for me, like, the biggest thing is just being distracted on the devices. The devices can be really powerful, but they also have so many other things that the kids want to be doing, so monitoring that as well. This last tip is my absolute favorite, and I really utilize this my first few years teaching, and this is tip five, seek collaboration and support. Nobody teaches alone. Mm -hmm. That is the most ridiculous thing in the world. You are never alone. And if you feel like you're alone, find somebody to Mm -hmm. talk to because everybody wants to collaborate. Nobody wants to reinvent the wheel and reinvent their lessons from scratch every single day. Right. So talk to your team members and your colleagues. Talk to your mentor. Share resources. Share ideas. And don't be afraid, too. Everyone's a new teacher. So if you go in the hallway and it's literally a teacher walking by and you're like, hey, can you help me with this? They for sure have had this question, have had to go through the same thing. You can feel alone sometimes, but we promise that every new teacher goes through this. Also, don't be afraid to use online resources. I learn a ton from social media and like other teachers. You know, there's TikTok, there's Twitter, there's Instagram, and you can learn a lot from other teachers online. don't be afraid to use Teachers Pay Teachers. Yeah, that's so true. Really. Right. There's a ton of free resources on there too, and the kids usually like those resources because they're pretty. Mm -hmm. They use nice fonts. They're Mm -hmm. colorful, and you don't have to do the heavy lifting. Right. You can edit most of the assignments to include your individual learning goals, Mm -hmm. and it's done for you. Right. So beyond your 
your own curriculum, you know the scope and sequence of your standards and of your district goals, you also can supplement as needed. You're a new teacher and you're not, you cannot be expected to create everything from scratch. So I think that's a really good suggestion. So quick little recap. Tip number one was to understand the curriculum. Tip number two was to just plan with a purpose. Three was to plan for differentiation of your instruction. Tip number four was to engage your students actively. And tip number five was seek collaboration and support and lean on others as you're going through that first year. Thank you for listening. I hope that you become a regular follower of this podcast channel. And remember, as a new teacher, we are here to help you.